Hello and welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today we have a variety of uh, looking at items. Uh, a lot of this comes from uh, published, and uh, I was attracted to it right away uh, just because of the topics and the things that they were going to do, but the things that they didn't do. So I'm going to begin on this, and I hope you're going to enjoy it. Uh, first item, Wall Street and the Fed flopped in trying to predict 2022. Persistent inflation and the market sell-off humbled investors as they look to new year. And they are looking to the new year. They're hoping they're getting a lot better than they got in 2022, but they're going to be disappointed, I feel. Um, first sentence, almost everyone on Wall Street and in Washington got 2022 wrong. Federal Reserve expected 2021's inflation surge to be transitory. Core, and it wasn't. Core inflation climbed to a four-decade high this fall, nearly tripling the Fed's full-year forecast. Top Wall Street analysts predicted that markets would have a so-so year. They didn't. With just a few trading days in 2022, the S&P 500 is down 19% and on course for its biggest annual loss since the 2008 financial crisis. Bonds are headed for their worst year on record. The extent to which many investors, analysts, and economists were wrong-footed was left many looking at the comic coming year with a sense of unease. The big debates of 2023 are already underway. Fed has signaled its ex expects to keep raising interest rates, and yet traders have been pricing in rate cuts. Company executives are sounding the alarm about a potential recession by economists at some banks, including Goldman Sachs, Credit Suisse, and the U.S. economy avoiding a downturn in 2023. If there is a lesson to be taken from the past 12 months, some investors and analysts say it is this, be prepared for more surprises. You think they're gonna be more out, out to do, but you're gonna be into surprises. And I'm talking to my, my uh, listeners who tune in on this information because they often play the market as well. We all approach the coming year with a certain level of humility and ahead of the Barings Institute. Institute. Like many other strategists, Mr. Smart had expected inflation to moderate in 2022, but he didn't foresee that Russia would invade Ukraine. 
sending oil prices and generating shares briefly soaring. We also didn't anticipate how long China would stick its zero COVID policy, which prolonged supply chain issues for companies around the world. You can always say in retrospect, you knew there were risks, but those were thought of as unlikely going into the new year. So what does Wall Street consider unlikely next year? Right now, it appears to be another pickup in inflation. Roughly 90% of investors expect global inflation to be lower with the next 12 months, according to survey of fund managers. Thus is the highest share in the survey's history. Growing confidence that inflation might have peaked as many investors getting on market reversal in 2023, fund managers reported having a large than average share of bonds in their portfolios for the first time in 2009. According to Bank of America's survey, it otherwise, other words, made investors are counting on waiting inflation to get this year's loser bonds out of the next year's big winners. I think you're a betting person. You have to conclude from that data inflation is coming down. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell has said it is early to conclude that inflation has peaked, but Ms. Tangler others is skeptical. Prices for everything from airfare to used cars to shipping have dropped in recent months. This was helped consumers become more optimistic about the outlook for the enemy, uh, for the economy. That data on Wednesday showed consumers' expectations for inflation in the year. Ahead fell to the lowest level in more than a year in December, while their level of confidence rose to an eight-month high. Bond traders, bond traders have taken note. In one sign, they may, may believe the Fed might not have much further to go on its rate increases. Yield on the two-year Treasury's note was 5.32. Unbelievable. On, on Friday, up substantially for the year, but down more than one-third of a percentage point from its November peak. Shorter-term yields tend to track traders' expectations for monetary policy, moving higher when traders anticipate the Fed raising rates and falling when they expect the Fed to start the pause or pull back. It won't go down in a straight line, but I do think if inflation will surprise many on the downside. Others remain unconvinced. The past year's twists and turns have made them wary of second-guessing the Fed. If anything, it pays to question what the crowd believes has become the consistency, the consensus, they say. Many managers... Surveyed by banks, a high inflation ranks at the top tail risk to markets, followed by a deep global recession and central banks keeping monetary policy tight. In market 
parlance, tail risks are generally negative events that investors view as unlikely to happen. The market has continued to believe that each interest rate hike is hopefully one of the last ones, even though the Fed keeps telling markets it's not. And chief executives of asset management, I think you'll find the Fed, you do so at your own risk. Yep, never know what the Fed's gonna do. Wetting the whistle there a little bit. Now, let's do a shorty here on the inflation pain. You don't see it. Definitions of middle class miss one vital factor that shows how much price hikes hurt Americans. Official statistics don't capture the pain of inflation for many Americans. That's because there's something wrong with how we define the middle class. Consider two hypothetical Americans, John and Jane, both have been stung by high gasoline and food prices, as well as by higher interest on their credit cards. John, a 67-year-old homeowner who gets 50000 a year from a pension in his Social Security is managing. Jane, a 35-year-old renter with her two young children, has a job paying 50000 but it's dipping into her small savings to pay her bills. Most analysts would call them both middle class, but it doesn't feel that way to Jane. The problem is that the popular definitions of the middle class focus on income. If you make whatever the measure considers average, you'll end the middle class. But this definition ignores a difference between John and Jane and how much of their income is eaten up by necessities. Far more American households earn a middle-class income than enjoy a middle-class lifestyle. In a recent RAND study, RAND, I co-authored, we defined middle-class households as those who spent 40% to 90% of their after-tax income on necessities, housing, food, clothing, transportation, education, child care, healthcare and personal care products such as shampoo and toothpaste. We found that one third of middle income earners in a disproportionate share of those who are young, black, Hispanic and single parent households could live a middle class lifestyle. Inflation makes the problem worse. It's separate an analysis. My colleagues and I applied on study definition to cons consumption profiles from September 21 as a pre-inflation benchmark and one inflation rates separately for food, education, healthcare, housing, personal care, transportation, apparel, and childcare. We found that the middle class grew last year, but for all the wrong reasons. If middle class Households don't cut back on any of those things and get better paying jobs, roughly 7.5% in the working class under our model. But 12.7% of the upper class fell into the middle class. Single parents, renters, younger adults, those 
without college degrees in Black and Hispanic households were all more likely to have been pushed out of a middle class by inflation. Because of how inflation rates differ across groups, goods, and services, the, la- the lower the household's income, the harder inflation hit. For middle class households, the person percentage of after-tax income spent on necessities jumped from 60% to 65%, and the shift from 26 to 28%. It's all going higher, and they're all dipping into their savings, getting help from relatives or safety net programs. Yet traditional definitions of the middle class won't show how much effect from inflation will official income statistics are released. Incomes are slow to adjust over time, but behind those statistics, costs are piling up for many middle-class households making life harder. It should be noticed that no surprise that inflation topped the list of outfolder voter issues this past election cycle. More Americans are finding that their middle-class aspirations are teetering. Well, it's getting worse as we thought, and it's probably going to continue, I think, at least that says. Um, Let's see. There's one people will be interested in. Home buyers. Home buyers see rates rise for first time in seven weeks. Borrowing costs are now more than double what they were a year ago. I repeat, borrowing costs are now more than double what they were a year ago. Mortgage rates in the U.S. rose for the first time since mid-November. The average for a 30-year fixed loan was 6.42%, the highest since early this month and up from 6.27 last week, Freddie Mac said in a statement Thursday. Freddie Mac, as you know, is the governmental for, for mortgages. Borrowing costs tracked 10-year Treasury yields, which climbed after a report showed that a consumer price gauge the Federal Reserve watches closely continue to cool. Inflation is still higher than the central bank would like, and wage growth is stubbornly robust, meaning the Fed's policy of interest rate hikes is likely to continue into the new year. For would-be home buyers, mortgage costs are more than double than what they were a year ago, but remain a significant barrier to successfully closing transactions head of economic research at Realtor.com. Purchases have been declining for months and in November, contract signings slid to their second lowest pace in records going back to 2001. That's 20 years worth. With demand slumping, sellers are reluctant to list properties. Even as new listings decline, inventory is on the rise because homes are taking longer to sell. In the four weeks through December 25, the number of properties of market on the market increased 18% from the same period a year earlier. 
setting a port report Thursday. It was the biggest gain since at least 2015, according to the brokerage. The typical home on the market for 40 days before going under contract more than double this record low of 18 days set in May and the slowest pace since January 21. While home prices have slipped from the peak reached in June, they're still rising from year earlier levels. A double whammy for shoppers still in the hunt for something affordable. At current mortgage rates, the buyer of median priced home would pay about $2,100 a month without taxes or insurance, roughly 60% more than last year. It's a big jump, 60%. It really is. Parish forbid that people will use their sense and not to be crazy about what they need to do and do. And want to be safe and 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 careful is a good way to put it. Here's something that you might be interested in. And you may have, have been this investing in stocks that took big hits in 2022. It's been a year of historic sell-offs for U.S. equities. Marked by surging inflation, jumbo-sized interest rate hikes, a darkening outlook on corporate earnings and recession clouds, the S&P 500 index has lost 21% on pace, its biggest slump since 2008. That was the credit crisis period in 2008. From crypto to former pandemic winners and so-called Fang stocks, investors had been shaken out of their profit euphoria, sometimes in the blink of an eye. For those who trod in the wrong places, the outcome has been painful. About half of the 9.1 trillion route in the S&P 500 index was the doing of just six mega caps, Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, Microsoft, Tesla, and Meta platforms, each of these which erased between 632 billion and 908 billion of market value. Here's a closer look at some of the most stunning stock wipeouts of 2022. Meta platforms, Coinbase Global, Carvana Company, the buy and sell Carvana, Affirm Holdings, Peloton Struggles, Target Corp, old Target Corp, sitting right next to Walmart. Target has and saw its worst single-day drop since the 1987 Black Monday crash after slashing profit forecast in May, sinking 25% and giving back much of its pandemic gains. The stock has failed to recover since, and with a year-to-date slide of 37%, is now on course for the biggest annual decline since Bloomberg records began in 1980. Well, I think I will not read any more of that, because you can see how stocks have already uh, diving, diving below 
And we'll see that again. I'm certain of it. I've been seeing it. Uh, it's something that is going to be, uh, um, you got to be careful. I just can't say enough. Um, and you know, if, you need to, if you need to buy bonds, buy some bonds. There are treasury bonds that are good uh, bonds, uh, inflation bonds that you can buy. But you know, most people are doing that, they're wise, and a, a, a good deal of people are still saying, hey, I know what I'm doing. I'll be fine to buy some stocks. Don't worry about it. And you get to the end of the year, you say, hey, I've only got one third to one hand of what I started out with. What's happened? Well, I want to thank my listeners um, to find you guys unless you come back and do this this coming week for our next show on Thursday. Thank you again, listeners, for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. So long and happy trails to all. <laughs>